Righty, thank you, Garrett. Appreciate that, Nancy. And again, welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus. Two weeks ago, just two weeks ago, I stood at the graveside of a dear lady up in her mid-90s, and I had the privilege of talking with a gentleman who I went to school with back in elementary school, high school, junior high school. Hadn't seen him in over 30 years. And as we reminisced uh, there in Perry, Georgia, at this graveside, uh, I asked him, I said, Wally, how you doing? He said, I'm doing good. I said, tell me what's been going on. He said, well, I'm serving the Lord. I've been serving at this church as a deacon for about, I think he said, 20 years. I said, praise the Lord. I was so encouraged, and his nephew joined him, Jerry. And I said, Wally, uh, where are you working? And I, anyway, we just carried on casual conversation, and he told me where he was working. And, and then he said this to me. He said, you know, we never know when our time's going to come. I said, you know, you're exactly right. We never know when our time's going to come. Well, I got the message. He's 60 years old. Uh, that was two weeks ago, Wednesday two weeks ago. Got the call Friday. He was electrocuted and killed on his job working as a utility worker. And so I'm telling you, we just don't know our time. We've got to be ready. We just don't know our time. And as I mentioned to you, as you're well aware of, uh, I had the homegoing service of Twyla uh, Kaiser just a couple of weeks ago, 63 years old. We don't know our time. And Garrett, you were exactly right when you just prayed. We take things for granted. This past week, I stood at my dad's graveside and had the privilege of preaching his celebration of life service and uh, no idea that uh, he would go to be with the Lord. But at any rate, uh, I want to share with you what God's got on my heart today. I believe, beloved, it's going to be worth it all. I really do. That's the title of the message today, Worth It All. Tell me, are you handing down a lasting legacy We'd really better get our house in order. How many believe we better get our house in order? You better get your house in order because we're not promised of tomorrow. And we better get our house in order. And so I want to encourage you to hand down a lasting legacy because we're all, how many of y'all want to hand down a lasting legacy? Everybody here probably wants to hand down a lasting legacy. Have you been working on it? Have you? Because you're not promised, and I'm not promised of the mark. Speaking of that, I heard about a man that was 99 years young, and he got married. Listen, 99, and he got married. His family said, well, why are you getting married? 99 years old. Is it because she's a good cook? He said, yes, she's a good cook. He said, is it because she's a good house cleaner? He said, yes, she's a good house cleaner. But he said, that's not because she's a good cook and she's a good house cleaner that got married. It's because, the man said, 99 years old, because she can drive at night, all right? <laughs> that's, that's why I'm getting married. Uh, but speaking of getting older, I heard about one lady that said to, uh, to those, she said, I don't have gray hair. It's just wisdom highlights. That's right, wisdom highlights. I thank the Lord. My wife and I celebrated our 39th anniversary yesterday. To God be the glory. Praise the Lord. I appreciate and uh, thank God for a faithful wife, Deanna, and a partner uh, in serving the Lord. Amen. So God is so good to us. Today we're looking at this subject, worth it all. By the way, I want to remind you, this is our 12th message, 12th message studying the book of Revelation. 
So you just about don't have to wonder where we're going to be going uh, these weeks. Twelve messages consistently in the book, the great, great book called the book of the apocalypse, the book of Revelation. And today we're going to be considering some things the Lord placed on my heart and really uh, two ways we can leave a lasting legacy. Number one, I want to propose the question is this, how can you and I live a life and make the most of it and leave a lasting legacy? I'm telling you right now, we're building a lasting legacy. And I don't know if you're focused on your legacy or not, but I want to tell you, uh, we are all building a legacy. Now, uh, whether it be good or bad. Number two, the second uh, way that we can build a lasting legacy and make it worth it all is this. How can you and I not only leave a lasting legacy, but number two, uh, what, uh, uh, what, what, what makes it worth it? What makes it worth it serving Jesus to leave a lasting legacy? So take your Bibles and turn, please, to the book of Revelation. We're going to begin reading in, in chapter 14. And in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, you'll notice that there are several events that take place. This is chronologically speaking in the middle of the tribulation. However, there are some very great application truths that we're going to apply to our life through the study of this particular chapter. In fact, John is uh, referring to three angels. And not only that, but we'll see in the beginning of chapter 14 this description of uh, the tribulation. I believe the church will be raptured. And then this tribulation, according to Daniel 9, 27, uh, that uh, it will last for seven years. And that this account in Revelation 14 is in the midst of this tribulation. However, there's some very, very applicable truths, again, to your heart and mind, how to leave a lasting legacy. I'm telling you, it's worth it all to serve the Lord. It is. I don't know about maybe you're tired today. I believe there's probably some people that are tired today. And you're probably feeling, am I making a difference? What can I do, Lord, to make a difference? Well, God's going to encourage you today as we look at the book of Revelation chapter 14. And by the way, by the way of introduction, you'll notice these three angels, one of them is coming in preaching the gospel. He's telling the good news. Christ died for our sins, was buried, third day rose again. I'm glad to tell you that God's got a witness no matter what, even during the tribulation time. I hope that you're witnessing. Are you? Are you telling others? It's a great time to be letting your light shine. You know why? I'm finding and are you finding more and more people are depressed these days. I just read the paper the other day where a man in military served a number of tours over in Afghanistan, a hero, and yet he took his own life as he came back to America, able to deal with the combat situation and yet come back here now and not able to deal with some of the issues we're facing. It's a great opportunity, beloved. Those who are not saved, who are not in the family of God, to begin to share hope begin to share uh, there is life beyond this life. Amen. So, uh, this one angel is declaring the gospel. There's a second angel we find in chapter 14 of the book of Revelation. And this angel is pronouncing judgment on Babylon. I'm giving this 
for information before we get into the text because I will not have time to deal with it. But at any rate, Babylon. Now keep in mind, Babylon is not a reference here as in the nation of Babylon, the empire of Babylon, which fell under the Medo-Persian empire. Rather, this Babylon, if you recall in the book of Revelation, there's religious Babylon and then there's commercial Babylon. That's found in Revelation 17 and Revelation 18. Uh, religious Babylon or ecclesiastical Babylon, as you remember, Nimrod and the origin in the book of Genesis chapter 10 and 11. Here, Babylon is a reference, no doubt, to commercial Babylon, which will fall in Revelation 18. By the way, there is a city called Babylon today that's still in existence. You do know that over in Iraq. And I believe that to be the headquarters, according to the book of Revelation, of the Antichrist. After he sets up his headquarters, and many believe to be modern day, at least the revived Roman Empire, and then he'll go to Babylon, all right? So all of this is in the book of Revelation chapter 14. I must also uh, include these 144,000 witnesses. We've already looked at these in the book of Revelation chapter 7. And you'll note specifically these are male virgin Jews. Male virgin Jews. How do I know that? Because uh, John, exile on the Isle of Patmos, makes it very clear. Uh, these are those who are male virgin Jews. 12,000 other 12 tribes of Israel. Ethnic Israel. Believing Jews. And God will have them indeed in the tribulation as a witness along with the two witnesses described in Revelation chapter 11. Many of the Jews now by and large are blinded. They do not believe in Jesus as the Messiah. I was in Israel just a few years ago and I couldn't believe it how a Jew could not believe that Jesus Christ was indeed the Son of God. I asked one of them, I said, here you live in Israel. You see all the historical, archaeological evidences that a man lived here and is documented in what we call the Holy Scriptures and the manuscript evidences are overwhelming. Why do you not believe? You know what he told me? I'll never forget. Here's what he told me. He said, well, I look around at all these Christians that come from America and other places and I look at their lifestyle and they're no different than anybody else. He said, I don't need your Christianity. Boy, I was taken back by that. I thought, wow. People are watching us. We're being read as uh, the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the gospel according to me and you. And therefore, here these uh, 144,000 are mentioned. Now then, as we get to Revelation chapter number 14, I want to break right in the text. So if you would stand, please, if you'd like to read the Word of God with me. I want to break into the text uh, for the sake of time. I've just summarized the first number of verses all the way up to verse number 12. Verse 12, the third angel, by the way, is bringing judgment upon the earth, those who worship the beast and his image. Now, I know I hear somebody saying right now, but, but Pastor, all this stuff is futuristic. It has no relevance for today. Wrong. You're going to see very quickly it has a lot of relevance. It, it has a lot of application and relevance for uh, application for today, leaving a lasting legacy. Look, please, in Revelation chapter 14, let's begin reading in verse 12. Verse 12, 
And John, by the way, as we read the text, you'll notice at the conclusion of the chapter, he's describing what many believe, and I personally do, that greatest battle of all, namely the battle of Armageddon. And we'll see the description in a moment. This is a picture of it. This is a preview of the battle of all battles, the culmination of human history when Christ comes again and the armies merge, the Antichrist, kings of the east merge in the valley of Jezreel. All right, verse number 12, if you're there, say amen. amen. Here, the patience, please underline that word patience, we're coming back to it. Here, the patience or endurance, hupomene is the word, of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. I love verse 13, please underline it. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works to follow them, leaving a lasting legacy. Let me just point out real quickly, the word blessed there is the word makarios, and there are seven blessed beatitudes in the book of Revelation. There's a blessed beatitude in chapter 1, verse 3 of witnessing. There's a blessed beatitude right here of working. There's the blessed beatitude of watching in Revelation 16 and verse 15. There's the blessed beatitude of worshiping in chapter 19, verses 7 through 9. And then also the blessed beatitude of waiting. So here is that, <laughs> that uh, blessed beatitude. Keep reading now, verse 14. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. That would be an instrument with a uh, curve, a blade on the end, a pruning hook, if you will. And then notice, and another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in thy sickle, and reap for the time has come for thee to reap for the harvest of the earth is ripe. That's the last part. By the way, the word ripe there means overdue. It pictures grapes or fruit drying up on the vine, withering. The harvest is ripe. God's fixing to bring his impending judgment upon the earth. I believe it's very, very near. But look, in verse 16, And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple which is in the heaven, and he having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the altar which had power over fire, and cried with a loud voice to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth. Her grapes are fully ripe. There the reference to fully ripe means it pictures a grape bursting open. It's so ripe. The judgment of God is inevitable. Keep reading. And the angel thrust into sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress, even under the horses' bridles, and the space of a thousand and six hundred furloings approximately 200 miles at the height of four and a half feet. 
many believe to be the height of a horse's bridle. There are those who say this is not a literal rendering of the blood flowing during the battle of Armageddon. However, I personally believe this is a literal reference to what will take place. And the four and a half feet is indeed the amount of blood that will be shed when Christ comes again. Father, I thank you for the word of God. I praise you, Lord. It will be worth it all when we see you one day. And I'm speaking, Father, today, as you know you brought your people here today. And I thank you for every man, woman, boy, and girl. I thank you for everyone listening by way here and others uh, abroad. We pray, Father God, for those that are feeling like they're wasting time and feel like they're not accomplishing much. I pray, God, that the fresh oil of heaven would uh, be poured on us today and that the anointing and the resurrection power of our living Lord through the Spirit of God would, uh, um, Lord, refresh our hearts. Lord, I know there's many that are weary and well-doing. Uh, Lord, I know that they're vexed and frustrated as I get because of the things going on in our world. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, Satan will be exposed and bound. And that, Lord, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you'll give us heaven's vision to fulfill the purpose, the calling you have designated for each of us to run the race, to keep the faith, to keep fighting for our testimony and for our legacy that we might one day get before the throne at your blessed feet and it will be worth it all it will be worth it all god help us to number our days help us father god not to be oblivious of uh, the certainty of death and the uncertainty of life and help us lord to reach out with the hand of faith and reach out with the heart of compassion and run to those in need and be a shining light in a dark and a desperate world. We need you. we got to have you. I ask you to cleanse my heart again afresh and anew that, Jesus, you will have the preeminence, the glory. I thank you the Word of God has life-changing power. I pray that it will fall on good ground, bring forth that fruit. We need to be strengthened, Lord. I believe the body of Christ, Lord, those soldiers and the men and women, Father, going into the workplaces and marketplace and, oh, Lord, things going on need to be, our Father God, fortified today with strength from above. And we look to you and ask you to do it for your glory. And we love you and bless you for your great love, the precious cleansing blood of the Lamb. So, Father God, be glorified, be lifted up, change lives, save the lost. God, I pray conviction will fall because your judgment is on the horizon and we need our Lord to make use and occupy till you come because we believe you're coming soon. And I praise you now for healing and help and hope. Hope, oh God, hope. And God, fill us today with hope. Fill us today, God, with the heaven's power and we give you praise now because the lamb of god is worthy alone and we bless you for victory in jesus in jesus name and the church said amen. amen you may be seated here's where we're going in the text today two questions i want to propose number one how can we live a life and make the most of our life by leaving a lasting legacy 
And then secondly, what benefits or blessings do we have from serving and loving the Lord Jesus that make it worth it all? So, number one, what and how can we live a life? Isn't that the question you're asking? That's the question I'm asking. I don't want to just occupy space. I don't want to just go through the motions. I don't want to just react and respond according to what's going on. Rather, I want to be proactive. I want to fulfill the will of God. How many of y'all want to fulfill the will of God? Amen. And there's a lot of needs represented here today. I understand many are down, but God can lift you up. Many are uh, frustrated. I understand that. But listen, we've got to rise above. We're going to talk about that in a moment. How to live. Live a life. Live a life. How can we do it? You can't do it of yourself. I can't do it of myself. We need God. Amen. I said, we need God. I said, if we don't have the Lord filling us and anointing us, then we can't fulfill His purpose. I believe you want the Lord's best in your life. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here today. I want to thank God for you. And I believe God's going to encourage you today. We'll see in a moment what benefits and blessings do we have from serving our Lord Jesus and we'll make it worth it all. Number one, how can we live a life and make the most of it, make the most of it? Maybe today you're feeling like I'm not uh, really doing what I ought to do. Today can be a change for you. Today is the day whereby you can make that turn and say, God, I, I hadn't really been planning as the Lord wills. I've been living each day for one moment at a time. I know we're to live one day at a time, sweet Jesus, but at the same time, we've got to lay up for eternity because um, your legacy is going to carry on. So how can we live a life to make the most of it by leaving a lasting legacy? Turn to chapter 14 and verse 12. Please look at this. I believe there's three ways the Lord quickened in my heart, and they're going to be a blessing to you. I want to encourage you today, beloved. Chapter 14, verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. The patience of the saints. Do you know what that word is? It's the word that means endurance. It's the word otherwise translated as endurance. It's the word in the Greek called hupomene. Now, wait a minute. Three thoughts. If you're going to leave a lasting legacy, I said if you're going to leave a lasting legacy, if I'm going to leave a lasting legacy, and if I'm going to live a life that uh, makes a difference here, I believe these three ways must be ever on our mind and heart in order to fulfill leaving a lasting legacy. Here they are. Here's the patience of the saints. Here's the patience of the saints. Now listen, beloved, everybody's frustrated, okay? Y'all look up here. You're frustrated. I know you are. I talked with somebody last night. They said, they called. I was here at the church. It was about 8 o'clock. And they called. They don't mind me saying it, I'm sure. He said, Pastor. I said, yes. He said, what are you doing? I'm here and fixing to uh, get things ready and all. They said, you'll never believe what happened. I said, what happened? They said, just a little while ago, somebody shot our windows out of our truck with a BB gun. Just out of the blue, shot their truck, busted the, both of the windows just for no reason. Shot up the truck just for no reason. And said, I tell you, it's really making me frustrated. And I'm looking at a crowd today. You can... Uh, 
maybe act like you're not frustrated, but I mean, you're seeing what's going on today too. How can we make a difference in spite of what's going on? Now, if you got your head stuck in the sand, then you maybe are saying deliberately, I don't want to know what's going on in the world. I just want to focus on me, myself, and I. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being in the world, but not being of the world, because greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. And Jesus Christ was in the world, and yet he made a difference. Now, I know there's a difference in anxiety as to trying to keep up with everything, but I believe, as the men of Issachar were, in the Bible times, they understood the times in which they were living, that they knew what they ought to do. Here's what I'm saying. There are three words I want you to write down. I believe these are essential if we are going to leave a lasting legacy. Three words. Are you going to write them down? Three words. Are you going to write them down? Number one, endurance. Number two, perseverance. And number three, appearance. I get this from the text. Number one, endurance. How many of y'all know that if we are going to leave a lasting legacy, if we're going to make the most of our life, y'all listen now, if we're not going to live depressed, and if we're not going to let the devil rob us of joy, then we have got to endure, 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 endure. And the church said, are y'all enduring? Some of us just hanging on. You're just hanging on for dear life. I'm going to talk about that. There's a difference in endurance and perseverance. There's a difference in endurance and perseverance. Okay? I'll describe that in a moment. But first, the word endurance. The word endurance. Patience is the word. Hupomene. Here is in the middle of the tribulation the patience of the saints. But I'm seeing that if we are going to have victory in Jesus, we have got to endure. We've got to pray that the Lord will give us great grace to run the race. Listen, the word endurance, hupomene, it means, watch this, to bear under. I looked up the secular definition of endurance. Do you know what it is? The uh, dictionary describes and defines endurance in this way. The capability or the capacity to deal with trouble and without getting upset. Can I say that again? Endurance, according to the dictionary, now examine your heart right now, is the capability or the capacity to deal with trouble without getting upset. How many need endurance? Yeah. See, we, we, we're all been out of shape about stuff. All been out of shape about stuff, upset about it. But God says if we are going to leave a lasting legacy, if we're going to make the most out of life, we have got to have the capability to deal with trouble. Everybody's going through trouble, right? Aren't you going through trouble? I said, aren't you going through trouble? Yes, you are. Everybody is dealing with trouble these days. And therefore, can you deal with it without getting upset? That's what God is saying to us today. And no doubt this was to the message to those martyrs uh, in the tribulation time. By the way, endurance. Let me just say it in more practical terms. You don't have to raise your hand. How many of you have gotten highly upset with the rioting? Come on, talk to me. We can act like we don't get upset, but 
truth be known, we get highly upset about some things. Remember, to remain under, hupomene, the Greek word, uh, to the capacity to deal with trouble without getting upset. Wait a minute. How many of you, if you didn't raise your hand then, what about this? How many of you gotten highly upset because our freedoms are being taken away here in God bless America? Yeah, every one of us, if you're a blood-bought child of God, red-blooded American, you're going to get highly upset when they start to, they, meaning these who are undermining the Constitution of the United States of America, and those who are determined that uh, they're going to see America sink. If that doesn't make you upset, I don't know what will. And not only that, but how many of us need endurance oh god today today lord i've been angry today i've been mad today this job these customers hello these customers are making me mad oh yes uh, th this uh, this, these neighbors, these neighbors, these neighbors are making me frustrated. Lord, I need a Holy Ghost double portion of patience, endurance. You came to church today, and I hope you'll get that what you came for, that God would impart to every one of us that fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, and whatever it is you're dealing with right now that you're upset about, that, you're, uh, that you need God to help you in these days. Maybe it's persecution. Maybe you're going to your job, or maybe you're persecuted somehow or another, or maybe it's suffering. I believe there's a ministry of suffering. Listen to me. Today in our world, I think what's happened in the coronavirus and in the culture, what's happened is a lot of Christians have all of a sudden been thrown in the boiling pot. Once someone said a Christian's not any good until they're thrown in the hot water like a tea bag, all right? But it really shows our inner character when we go through persecution, when we go through times of suffering. And let me remind you what Peter said. He said this, Christ suffered for us that we should follow in his steps. Did you hear that? Christ suffered for us that we should follow in his steps. But when he was reviled, he reviled not. When he suffered, he threatened not. But he committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Look, look, listen, here's the bottom line. I'm no better than Jesus. You're no better than Jesus. And if Jesus suffered, we're going to suffer too. And so, having said that, I suggest every one of us today listening to need God to impart to us endurance, Lord, endurance. Endurance when we're suffering. Endurance when we're persecuted. Endurance when our freedoms are taken away. Yes, rather than falling apart, we can come together. Yes, when things happen to us physically, health-wise, the ability to deal with trouble without getting upset. Oh, God, oh, God. By the way, the word endurance, I can demonstrate it probably better than I can describe it. There's a difference in this word endurance and perseverance. I first thought they were the same, similar, and they are. But wait a minute. There's a contrast and comparison between the two words. Endurance, this word endurance means, it means Watch, it means to, to 
bear under, to hold on. You gotta, you gotta wait on you. It just means to endure. It means to hold out. It means to don't give up. It means to keep, keep on keeping on. It means to, uh, yes, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. But wait a minute. The word perseverance, if we're going to leave a lasting legacy, not only do we need endurance, and I'm preaching to somebody today, some mamas, you're about ready to give up. Things have happened with your family you can't control. Daddies, finances and jobs and so forth, and you're stressed to the max about it. Endurance, child of God, rise above it. This word perseverance, you know what it means? Watch this. Uh, endurance means holding on. Endurance means uh, being able to, to, to hold up, to hold up under a load when you got a weight on you. Am I preaching to anybody today? You got a weight on you. You're wondering about Social Security. You're wondering about retirement. You're wondering about uh, your family and if they're going to be able to cope with all the new changes and laws that are coming down the pike. You're holding on. By the way, I heard a report just the other day that conservative presidents have nominated 15 conservative Supreme Court justices in the last 28 years. And uh, those... Uh, uh, Non-conservative presidents over the last 20 years have uh, nominated four, listen, four liberal judges. And yet there have been 15 so-called conservative judges. What we're seeing today is laws even by conservative judges flipping the other way. I can't hear you. And if that's not getting you frustrated and upset, I don't know what will. My conclusion is this, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, we had better remember the name of the Lord our God. Our God is the only one that can fix this mess we're in. We can't look to the politicians, we've got to look to the Prince of Peace. We need a Holy Ghost revival in this nation. And until God sweeps across with a spiritual awakening, we will continue to go down. But I'm glad to tell you, hallelujah, I've read the last page, I know I'm on the winning team and thank God Jesus will come again that's our hope that's our assurance and so if you think that the people the right people in the right place is going to fix this problem I got news for you we ought to vote yes we're the salt and the light of the world but if your confidence is in the arm of flesh you're going to come away sadly disappointed as we're seeing today and so watch endurance perseverance so I've described endurance can I put it this way? How many of y'all played football? Let me raise your hand. You played football or you watched football. How many of you watched football? You're saying, not lately, bless God, but I'm just talking about you played, bless God, when you were younger. You know, when you play football, those of you that played football, there's such thing called defense. Defense. It's when you don't have the ball, ladies. The other team has the ball. You're on defense. This word right here. I got to thinking. I said, Lord, how can I describe these words? And this is what came to my mind. Endurance is like defense. But perseverance, perseverance is not only holding out, but it's moving forward. Perseverance is moving forward under the load. It's moving forward. It's not just holding out like 
endurance means, but rather it's standing up when you're in pain. It's more than surviving. It's doing something about it. Therefore, I conclude we need endurance today, but we also need perseverance. It's not like defense. Rather, perseverance is like offense. We are proactive, moving in the right channel. Here's what I'm seeing today among the body of Christ. Many are in the defense mode. Many are just holding on by their thread. But God's calling us today. God's calling us today to not only hold on, but to move forward. March forward under the bloodstained banner of the cross. Yes, share the gospel. Yes, live a life pleasing to the Lord. Yes, things are chaotic today, but God's saying if we're going to leave a lasting legacy, we need not only to hold on, but to move forward. Hey, last time I saw it, Jesus Christ is still not in the grave. I'm telling you, we've got life and got it more abundantly. Are you going to stay in defense? Are you going to get an offense? Are you, well, well, wait a minute, Pastor. I don't understand what you're saying. I can't preach or I don't sing or whatever. You can reach out to somebody. Hello. You can serve the Lord. I said, hello. You can send a text and, and, and you can do something for the glory of God. I know you can. Are you going to do it or are you just going to sit there and be frustrated and just hold on and say, God, the pain and all this stuff going on and I can't help it and I can't control it. Do something about it. Do something about it. Make a difference in somebody's life. Tell them you love them. Give them a call. Let God, the Holy Ghost, lead you. Pray for people. Don't just stay in a mode because, watch, endurance, perseverance, leads to his appearance. Look at chapter 14, verse 14. Chapter 14, verse 14. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. What am I saying? I'm saying this, beloved. How can I pass a lasting legacy? By enduring, holding out, bearing under, not caving in, not falling apart. But how can I persevere? I need to endure, but persevere, but keep moving forward, keep serving the Lord, keep a song of joy in our heart. Wait a minute. I said a song of joy. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of uh, I believe the devil's tactic is to get us down and discouraged, to get us ineffective, to get us uh, where we focus on all the problems going on in the world, things we can't control. Yes, we ought to do what we can do. But wait a minute. God's still got a plan for you. God's still got a plan for me. God's called us in these days to make a difference. Oh, yes, he has. I said, God's called us to make a difference. Are you doing that? You say, Pastor, I don't feel like it. Understand, you're enduring. You're holding out. But God's saying, today, 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 I'll breathe breath in you. Today, I'll impart my resurrection power to you. Today, I'll help you to be an overcomer. Yes, right now, God said, I can break you out of your prison of doubt and fear because the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but what? A power and of love and of sound mind. Yes, we're looking around seeing the chaos and the confusion, but the Lord is saying, this hey you just do what you can you may not be able to do everything but do what you can you are leaving a lasting legacy yes indeed because endurance perseverance and then the appearance of the Lord I put it this way 
Endurance is defense. Perseverance is offense. You know what a parent says? When the game's over and you're in the locker room celebrating. Ha, ha, ha. Woo! Glory! 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 One day the game will be over. One day life should be no more. One day when Jesus comes in the clouds of heaven, he's going to make everything right. He's going to make our wrongs right. I'm telling you, the Lord said, I know the injustice that's going on in our world. I understand. But my cup is getting full. He said, my cup is getting full. It's not full yet. It's filling up. It's filling up. But when it gets to the brim, it's close to the brim. He said, when my cup gets full, I'm going to pour out my wrath. I'm going to pour out my judgment upon this sin-cursed, God-hating world. And therefore, the game will be over. The Lord is going to win the battle. He's going to sit on his throne. And I want to tell you, that brings hope and peace to my heart, and I hope it does yours. The cup's not full yet. How many believe it's filling up fast? It's filling up fast. It's filling up fast. That's why, watch this. What we do now, we need to do it right now. I don't care how long you've been sitting in church. Don't matter how many years you've been in church. I don't care how long you've been serving God. It don't matter. Time is running out. Time is running out. And what we do, because life is but a vapor, James 4 and 14, we better do it now. The people that I mentioned to you that just over the last two weeks have gone on to be with the Lord, Twyla, my dad, Wally Dean, neither one of them knew that, that would be their time. No, they didn't. And you don't know when your time is either. Can you all hear me? I know we seem like we're invincible and we think, oh, but I'll live. Uh-uh. You're not promised. I'm not promised of tomorrow. We need to think about what we're talking about today. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the blessings of God enjoying life, and I'm praying for you, but listen, beloved, there's more to life than land and houses and wealth and women and wine. There's more to life. Honoring God, fearing God, standing before the Lord is a priority. Hello? And therefore, we need to be aware. All right. Speaking of leaving lasting legacy, some of you may know this man. I know you heard me talk about him. It was just a few months ago. He and my dad and I were sitting at Dairy Queen in Forsyth, Georgia, just a few months ago, less than a year ago. We were sitting in the Dairy Queen over in Forsyth again because of a men's meeting. <clears throat> the owner of uh, Dairy Queen there has started a men's meeting, and I shared that with you. And I was invited to come and speak, and it, I've been there one other time. Here we're sitting at a table, me, this other man, and my dad. And uh, I got a call Tuesday of this week, the day after my dad's home going. And the, actually it was a text message, and it said this, Randy, I just wanted you to know that Brother Billy went to be with the Lord. I said, really? The other man that I'm referring to is Brother Billy Deason, a deacon at Rock Springs Church. Heath, I think you said you knew him. 
And I think some other men met him. A blessing, a real blessing. Listen to what he did. I had the privilege of going down to uh, church down in Macon, Ingleside Baptist Church, and preach on Bible prophecy for about two years in a row. I wouldn't take anything for that. Listen, I had no idea at the time what would transpire shortly thereafter. Look, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. We have really, really, really need to get prayed up, get filled up, because what we do, what we do now is going to determine whether it's worth it all. After I went down from 9 o'clock in the morning till 4.30 that afternoon preaching on Bible prophecy, there was about 100 people there from this particular Sunday school class. Billy Deason was one of those people. Billy sent me a letter afterwards. He sent it in the mail. Here's what he said. He said, Randy, wow, exclamation mark. The Saturday Bible study was the best ever. Thanks again, Billy. I look forward to your book. And he just went to be with the Lord on Tuesday. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing to leave a lasting legacy. You say, Pastor, this is a morbid type of message. No, it's not. It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call. I want to tell you, thank you for the cards that you sent and the ministry that you've done. Listen, beloved. What kind of legacy are you going to leave behind? Can I go to number two and we'll be done in a moment? Here is the word hupomene. It means to bear under. It's the word for patience or as I've already referred to as enduring. Hupomene. Number two, what benefits and blessings do we have from serving and loving our Lord that will make it worth it all? Make it worth it all. Can I give you three words the Lord gave me? One is relation. Two is relaxation. And three is celebration. Look at chapter 14 and verse 13, okay? Look at chapter 14 and verse 13. How can we leave a lasting legacy? How can we make a difference? Chapter 14, verse 13, look at it again. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead, which die, how? In who? The Lord. From henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may, what's the next word? Rest, rest, rest. Are you tired? Are you hot? Are you weary? They may rest. We're not home yet. I said, we're not home yet. I said, God, give us extraordinary strength these days. Yes, they may rest, what? From their labors, from their work, and their works do follow them. God's saying this, even in the context of this, no doubt, these are those martyred saints, but it's also applicable to us today. Number one, relation. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Are you in the Lord? Are you in the Lord? Blessed are they that die in the Lord. What does that mean? It means if I die outside the Lord, there's judgment. If I die outside the Lord, there's never another prayer. If I die outside the Lord, there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. If I die outside the Lord, there's a hell to shun. If I die outside the Lord, there's a place that the devil and the angels, of the evil angels, has been prepared by God. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Are you in the Lord today? Are you in the Lord today? Are you in the Lord today? Do you know you've been born again? Jesus said you've got to be born again. Are you in the family of God? I didn't say, oh, you got church membership or religion. Are you in the family of God? It's a relationship. 
If I'm going to leave a lasting legacy, if you're going to leave a lasting legacy, it starts with a relation. Blessed are they, Macarius, happier they that what? Die in the Lord. And by the way, he that begun a good work in us will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1, 6. Oh, yes. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. It's a relation. Number two, relaxation. I know it's hot. It's supposed to get hot this week. And I understand the issues we're facing, but God said again, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mine up with wings as eagles. You don't have to stay mad. You don't have to stay discouraged. You don't have to stay frustrated. You don't have to stay vexed. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mine up with wings as eagles run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. Relaxation. Coming to be all you that labor, labor in a heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn to me. I'm meek and lone and hard. You shall find rest for your soul. That's Matthew 11, 28 through 30. That's Isaiah 40, 31. That there's, there's this leaving lasting legacy. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. From henceforth, they rest. Rest. R-E-S-T. Rest. There's nothing wrong with getting rest now. You need rest. We all need rest. But not the kind of rest he's talking about here. Rest in the Lord. One day, life's going to be over. One day, our physical bodies are wearing out. Our outer man's perishing, but our inner man's being renewed day by day. I'm challenging you today and me today. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep giving out. Our inner man's being renewed day by day. But look, coming to church is just the starting place. Can I be honest with you? Is it hard if I'm honest with you? Brenda, you asked for prayer for your son. We're praying for him. I'm not sure how he's doing. Is he still in the hospital? Got a long, got a long way to go. We prayed for him the other night. Other needs I know right here that are represented. Can I be honest with you? And the honesty is this. Not only come to the church, but what's God saying to you today? What's God saying to you today? Have you been so busy, preoccupied about other things that you've forgotten, the lasting legacy? It'll be worth it all. The relaxation. We're not there yet. And then the celebration. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Henceforth, they cease their labors, and their works do follow them. Their works do follow them. Their works do follow them. <laughs> their works do follow them. I had no idea. Just a few months ago, my dad was sitting right over here. Matter of fact, we went out to lunch right afterwards. Me and Kathy, and she's listening. We love you and thank God for you, Kathy. Sitting right over here just a few months ago. And as I stood at my dad's graveside on Monday, I thought, Lord, <laughs> it's worth it all. It is worth it all. Can I tell you what the Lord has done? In my life and it reminded me of it I'm a nobody I don't deserve it I'm unworthy but let me tell you God encouraged my heart I've had the privilege of preaching my mom's funeral imagine preaching my dad's funeral imagine
preaching my grandmother's funeral, my mom's mom, imagine. Preaching my other grandmother's funeral, my dad's mom. And then preaching my granddad, my dad's dad. My other granddad had passed away. I think, oh God, it's worth it all to serve the Lord. It's worth it all. Yes, it's worth it all. Sacrifices today, rewards tomorrow. Sacrifices today, rewards tomorrow. And the church said, let's stand together, can we? Will you say, God, I need to persevere? Maybe some need to slip out to the altar and say, Lord, I have been so falling apart. Endurance. Hold out. Hold out. Hold under. Hold under. God, I need you to give me great grace in these days. I'm preaching to some people online right now. Right now. There's some people online that need to get with God right now. Right this moment. There's some people right here that need to get with the Lord right now. Because things we're going through, we're not even able to endure. <laughs> and God says, if you'll come to me, cast your burden on me, I'll sustain you. When you leave these doors and you start talking this afternoon and start reacting to things, that really will tell you if you're really enduring or if you're just talking the talk. Then God's saying, we need not only endure, but persevere. Persevere. How many of y'all need persevering grace these days? Amen. I do. I do. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for speaking to my heart. Lord, even though Oh God. Move on our hearts now. Lord, I sense right now in this place there's a lot of people that have been depressed. Lord, it's easy to get down these days. You know it is, Father. And I pray, dear Lord, you'll meet with us. And some are just feeling like me at times, agitated, irritated. God, we need breakthroughs today. To know how to fulfill your will for our life. I pray for those listening. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, one heartbeat away from the grave. Save souls right now. Save sinners, we pray. But Lord, I'm really burdened for Christians because I don't see joy and victory in many of our hearts these days. Complaining, griping, instead of being thankful. Instead of rising above, Lord, we're letting all these things pull us down. God break through today. Many hearts. We'll give you glory because you deserve it. It'll be worth it all when we see you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.